Your Insurance Connection Podcast. I'm your host, Grant Finley, and I'm joined by Chuck Hembry, president of CLH Insurance. Chuck, how are you today? Doing well, thank you, Grant. Well, I don't know if you noticed, but the Super Bowl is uh, the stage is set. We got two teams, and they'll be playing in Houston soon. And in honor of the big game, uh, I thought we would uh, maybe talk about special event insurance. So I want to paint a scenario for you and, and get your take. So say I'm hosting a Super Bowl party, and we're going to have food, and we're going to have alcohol provided. But anyone's welcome to bring their own food or beverages as well. And the party's going to start, you know, early afternoon before the pregame. And uh, it'll last after the game, obviously, into the night. Um, do you see any red flags with this scenario that I'm painting? <laughs> well, all, all over. And great opportunities <laughs> and great time, too. You know, so an insurance person, uh, if they're a risk manager, they're going to see all the exposures that are out there. And we see all the claims that come in. So, yes, red flags always go up. But we never want to forget that we can manage risks in a way that uh, can take care of a lot of those exposures so we can enjoy the event. And so let's walk through some of those red flags because uh, there can be many. We just have to exercise good care and good prudence. So the first thing I would think about is where are we holding this event? Are we holding it at our house and we're just inviting over some neighbors and good friends? Or are we a business and hey everybody is invited to the Super Bowl party that we're going to throw here? Or are we an organization that says hey, we want to bring our employees in or our clients in that we work with and provide them with just a good time and everybody watch the Super Bowl. So there could be a whole different set of circumstances for each one of those, and we have to treat it in a slightly different way. Okay, so we've got some different venue options here. What exposures are going to be present in each one? Well, let's think about each one. Let's go start off with our homeowners first because a lot of us are just going to be sitting down with the chili and appetizers and uh, some great drinks and so forth. And the vast majority of the things we would encounter at a a Super Bowl party like this are taken care of underneath our homeowners. If somebody trips and falls while they're there, our homeowners does a great job of taking care of that. Uh, If somebody gets sick on some food because of that, yeah, if we can tack it down uh, to who provided that food, yeah, homeowner's liability can help with that type of thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, But you had mentioned before, maybe we're having alcohol or some other types of libations, and there's where we need to think smart. Uh, We've seen cautions all through our life about the use of alcohol and using it properly and at the proper age. So our homeowners is not going to provide us with good coverage if we don't use good prudence, if we serve underaged drinkers. We're starting to see more and more of this where parents, because they want to be friends, are not using wise judgment and they serve alcohol to those underneath the legal age. That's a no-no. The homeowners is not going to respond because we take care of legal liability not illegal liability. Mm-hmm. Then we have to think about those that we might overserve. Again, we have to be responsible for those people who are guests and who we want to show hospitality to. Just like businesses are responsible in some respects there, we have to be responsible too. So if we overserve someone, then we need to carefully take care of them until they're able to function on their own. So that may mean saying, hey, 
we don't want you to go out and drive home. We'll provide you with some uh, housing or overnight here until you're in a better condition to do that. Or we need to make sure that we safely get them home and that we're in a condition to get them home too. So great prudence where alcohol is there because alcohol will not be covered underneath the homeowner's policy if we act outside of the legal limits. We do have some coverage for over-serving, but we have to show that uh, we acted as responsibly as we could. And gross negligence in those areas is going to be looked at very harshly by the courts. So before we move on to those other two venues you talked about, if I over-serve somebody in my home and they, we let them drive, they get in an accident, how is it possible that I could be on the hook for that? Well, you were the provider of the alcohol. Right. Uh, so you didn't show good uh, due diligence with them and good prudence when you overserved them. And then you allowed them to leave, putting themselves and others in danger. And yes, as much responsibility as the driver has, the server of the alcohol or the place where that alcohol was served is going to be held liable too. And we think when something occurs like this and there's harm to either the driver or someone else, that just one person's going to be sued. No, attorneys are smarter than that, and they'll bring claims against the driver. They will bring claims against those who serve the alcohol. And will you have enough limits in your homeowner's liability to take care of the bodily injury or the property damage that's caused, especially if there are multiple people involved? So then let's move back to these other venues. I think you mentioned if we're having an office party. What I imagine some of the exposures are going to be the same, but, but what's different about the office party? Well, the policy responds in maybe a different way. A business policy, a lot of times, has a coverage in it called host liquor liability. So it has given us a little bit broader coverage for that type of exposure if we're not the seller of that liquor, but we're just... Uh, merely supplying it. And that's not our business. We're just doing it to be hospitable. We have some of the same prudence that needs to be shown in over giving of alcohol to others. Or again, if there are minors there in protecting those minors and acting in a legal way in that response, the stakes are a little higher because it's not just our home and our personal liability that's at risk like we used at the other venue. But now we have our entire business exposure at risk. And really, that's the way we ought to think about it. It sounds like that's uh, over the top. But no, when we get into situations like this, we're exposing our entire business. So we want to make sure we have good precautions and have thought through who are we inviting, how long is this going to be, and take care of it in, in a good manner. And I might also say that there's some other legal liability issues with the Super Bowl, whether it's an organization or a business. If we're bringing these people in and they're our guests, that's one thing. But if we're also bringing them in and we're making a small charge, we have to be very careful because the NFL has their own restrictions. We can't show the NFL's insignia on any of our advertising. We can't use the word Super Bowl as well. So come to the big football game would be better to, better to use. We're not allowed to use any other big screen or anything else other than what's normally acceptable and available to us within the business. So if you already have a big screen, you're good. But if you're going to go rent a big air pump up screen and project the game up there, you may run into some problems. Now, I realize I don't know that the NFL has their people out walking <laughs> on, going to every business in that's there. 
but know that you do have some liability according to NFL standards, and the court has upheld those. So then how would this differ with your taking like employees out? I think that was the third venue we talked about. So, so what are the differences in that description? Well, we talked about an organization where we're having maybe clients in and maybe we're not for profit. We have some of those same things, so we have to be careful. But then with employees, just like with any gathering, then we have to be mindful of how the employees interact with each other. We want to prevent situations where we could have sexual harassment accusations and be subject to employee injury because if we're expecting our work comp to respond, well, is that really under the scope of work? Well, no, it's not. So then we enter into a lot of gray exposures when we don't think through our event well, no matter where it's being held. We've kind of tackled all these red flags and these various locations. Tackle red flags, that's really good for football. (laughs) I'm going to challenge that. But so then how does the special events insurance policy put the umbrella over all that? How does it help you cover if you are going to host an event? Well, if we think we might have more than normal exposure to liquor liability, or if we are going to make a charge, there are some insurance products that we can purchase that will give us that extended liability, and we won't be held to the limitations in our normal commercial policy. We can buy a liquor liability policy just like a bar would or any purveyor, and yet they can be limited down to what we're doing, so the cost may not be quite as bad. And special event insurance in its entirety is a great little offshoot of regular insurance. It kind of picks up some of those activities that we don't have covered in our regular commercial policy and allows us to do it with protection. And so there's a just a whole range of it, not just alcohol, but you know, we see hole in one special event coverage, weather insurance, cancellation of concerts, all of the uh, things that go on that our general liability is not going to cover we can tailor that special event insurance to cover that great special event that we're doing, even if it's a Super Bowl party. I'm curious then, whether it's on a personal side or a commercial side, say I reside in one state, but say it's a destination wedding or whatever the case might be in a different state, how does that work? Uh, Where would I get the insurance? Would it be in the state it's going to be in, or do I get it where the state I live in, or how does that unfold? Well, generally, the special event is going to follow us no matter what. So destination weddings and so forth, and the policies that we sell are good in the United States, its possessions and territories in the state of Canada. So they'll extend to wherever we go. Now, we usually have to name where we're going to do it. Where is this event going to be held? What are the days we're going to hold it on? And we want those because that helps us be more economical and bring the premium down. The more specific we can be, the better premium we'll have. So to talk about the premium then, what is the price of this coverage based on? Obviously exposure, but what what is it based on and and how far in advance do I usually need to purchase this before the event? (laughs) Those are are great questions. The range on premium can be just all over the board. Depends on how big the event is or how small the event is. You know, we may be able to get down to a 50 or $100 minimum premium for a little Super Bowl party. On the other hand, if we're doing a big event and there's going to be thousands of people and it's going to be held at an outdoor amphitheater, we can get into thousands and thousands of dollars. And we've done all of those things before. Premium is based on the amount of exposure. So the more specific that you can be with your agent in describing how many people are going to be there, what the event's going to be, and what's entailed, 
the better job we can do in tailoring that special event coverage right for what you're needing. Then as far as how far out in advance, as far as you can do it. Yes, we can do things quickly, but it doesn't allow us the investigation, the availability to check several markets. We'll have to go to those that we know are the most expedient, despite what the price is. So the more advanced notice that you can give the agent or broker with a good understanding of what's, what's happening and when the events are, the better. I would say if at least 30 days. Now, yes, we can provide it quicker than that, but 30 days is a good amount of time to allow a broker and an agent to do a good, comprehensive search for you. Good stuff, as always, Chuck. Unless you have any closing thoughts, I think we'll wrap it up. The only thing I'd add is, you know, for simple wedding receptions and so forth, we may not need special event insurance. Sometimes our homeowners will cover us just fine, but there's parameters. So again, check with your agent and your broker so they can advise you the best way to proceed. Perfect. And anybody out there who's listening, feel free to give us a call. We'd be happy to walk through any scenario you have with you and and try to get you guys the coverage you might need if you are thinking about uh, taking on one of these events. Thanks again, Chuck, and thanks again for everyone who listened today. We will catch you on the next episode. Your Insurance Connection podcast can be heard on iTunes and Stitcher or by visiting clhins.com forward slash content forward slash podcast. If you liked what you've heard, you can support this podcast by rating and or sharing it on your social platforms. CLH Insurance is a trusted choice independent agency servicing Missouri, Kansas, and Illinois. For more information on CLH Insurance, visit clhins.com or call 636-391-0700 to speak with an agent. Until we connect again, thanks for listening.